Everybody, Coach John Daly back again with our favorite guest. And the, you were just sharing with me, Jeff, this is number 20? 21 now? Number 20 right now. My God, this is amazing. And I, I just look at down at the date, too. We're at, we're at the end of January here, January 28th. We're recording this. It'll probably come out a little bit later than that. But, uh, Jeff, you seem very excited about something that you've uh, listened to, and you've got some great things to share from it. So I'd like to tap into what this is that you're bringing us. Well, first off, I want to say congratulations on 100 podcasts. Thank you. That is such a, an amazing moment. Right. How did you get to 100 podcasts? It came up very fast. And I just remember, you know, starting out in July, um, recording those first couple sitting on my front porch, you know, and Kirby's looking at me through the through the door there barking and, you know, wanting me back inside and just, uh, man, I just kept going. It's been a very typically every other day, but um, it's been a lot of fun. And it's something like uh, it is addicting to the point of I just want to keep doing it and I want to find more time for it. And, uh, you know, I'm getting I'm, I'm getting some great feedback here and there from people, uh, both on downloads and I think I'm up to 10 or so five-star ratings, which is just fantastic. Uh, I got other people referencing it and messages to me on Facebook. Just, it's just, just amazing, buddy. It's amazing. So thank you very much. Very humbling. I'm your number one fan, my friend. Wow. From the get-go, I really have been a huge fan of thank what you. you've been sharing. It's really helped me grow personally also, and mm-hmm. it's given me a passion in my life that I really enjoy. So share with us what the next 100 episodes of Coach to Expect Success might be about. You know what? It's going to be um, a lot more of the uh, inflections and stuff that I find um, in life. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get into more interviews. I'm going to reach out. There's so many people that I want to talk to. I'm gonna rehash a couple old ones, old contacts that I had interviews with. There's three people um, that I did a few years ago that I need to get back going again. But it's gonna be a lot more interviews um, uh, about leadership, about success and uh, experience and uh, lessons learned, lessons shared. Um, there's definitely going to be probably some changes on my website. You know, coach2expectsuccess.com. Uh, it's going to make some changes. Uh, bought a new domain name uh, when we were with Sam down in Atlanta. Fantastic. So I'm going to start focusing on that. Um, so I'm definitely taking some of your encouragement, your advice, Jeff, on some of the stuff that you're growing, uh, jefflip.com, and which is going to be rolling out very soon. By the time you hear this, you definitely want to get over there and check that out. Uh, I'm so excited for, uh, for Jeff for you doing this, and I'm looking forward to learning a lot from there too. But Man, I'm just going to keep going. I just want to grow this. And, you know, my next goal is 10,000 downloads. You know, I'm at 3,600 now. Um, you know, I definitely want to get it up there and, and reach more people. I think you've helped me connect with different people in this world to this podcasting world. And, you know, we talk about Jeremy Todd a mm-hmm. lot. My boy Jeremy. He's got a great podcast going right now, too. And um, before I jump into Jeremy Todd, I want to talk a little bit about how being centered is very, very important in regards to what you do on a normal every single day type of week. So I'm a busy guy. Uh, I'm extremely busy. And I think I shared this with the previous podcast that we do is that, you know, obviously I work a morning or day job or nine to five job. If you want to, you know, talk about like in that context, dealing with a lot with students at a school. And then I go in the evening and I teach classes. So I do this Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday right now. I teach three classes at night and then obviously work during the day. And then Thursday, I still go into the day job. Friday, I go into the day job. 
Saturday and Sunday. I love Saturday and Sunday. I can't even tell you how much I love Saturday and Sunday. And during the week, I get up every morning and I get to the gym. And I do this, and the routine just wears you out. And if I don't do things that will help me recharge my battery mentally, physically, spiritually, I find myself not being centered at all. So do you feel the same way sometimes? Oh, absolutely. um, Finding my center is sometimes so difficult. I I get distracted so easily. Um, You know, it's all year round, but definitely from, you know, November through March, uh, with basketball season, I mean, it's uh, it's crazy. I, and I look forward to weekends where we typically don't have basketball. We do so much during the week with basketball. Our, our head coach, and uh, this was him doing it. We, you know, we didn't have to ask. Typically, we have weekends off. He knows the importance of um, unplugging, recharging, doing things that you have to do with schoolwork for the kids, uh, for the students and players, um, and even for our, us coaches with family and stuff. Uh, but there are 14, 16-hour days sometimes, and it's just exhausting. Uh, Absolutely. We lost another game uh, at Cousineau the other night. Um, very tough, and we obviously stayed in the locker room a little bit. We had a couple of girls that we were talking with, and they had a lot of worries and anxieties about uh, things going on, both on and off the court. Um, and, and taking that on, it drains you. And so weekends, like you said, man, they are just they're powerful. Absolutely. They are powerful where you just get to unplug, and you still got stuff you got to do. But um, So Sam Crowley, with his every day is Saturday, that mindset, every day is Saturday, to where you know you can do kind of what you want and some things you got to need. And I know you're working on your Saturday, but uh, you, are de- you are dead right here, buddy, as far as uh, trying to stay centered is tough, but it's worth it. It's worth that battle for sure. And that's where I found in the past where I was getting really lost was mm-hmm. that when I wasn't centered on the most important things, when my priorities were completely out of whack, mm-hmm. when money was leading everything in mm-hmm. regards to my decision-making, I was ruining everything in my life. Mm-hmm. And when I started losing everything, like my father, my marriage, and then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I need to restart and reprioritize everything. I recentered everything and I made my list of what is important in my life. And now I think knowing that list has really guided me in a lot more healthier type of mindset, mm. which leads me into what happened to me this last week. I've been drained for a very long time, physically drained, because if you keep this type of schedule up, you find yourself just exhausted. And I don't even have a significant other right now. I couldn't even imagine right now if I had someone in my life coming home and then all of a sudden it'd be like reliving what I was when I was married and the fact that I would work, 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 come home, and then she'd be right there. You know, and we barely spent any quality time together, and we spend the time on the weekends. I don't want that life again. I want to center my life on a purpose of finding a family and, you know, obviously honoring my higher power. So what's interesting is the fact that even though she's not in my life right now, I still need to use that time to, like, go back to things that I know I'm comfortable with. And working, to a certain extent, is really comfortable for me. But how much I work is really my choice. So I really, it's it's interesting. It's a kind of a finding that balance that's been really a struggle for me. And what was interesting is that when I'm struggling with something, something hits me in the face. Not physically, but like in the context of when I'm going through either a podcast or reading something, it hits me right square in the face. Mm. And this leads me into the discussion that I'm having with you this day. And what happened with, with me was that I went to the gym this past Wednesday, obviously at four in the morning again. Okay, I'm there, and I started listening to a podcast. Uh, I'm really on the trip of learning 
hearing different podcasts at the gym right now. And I started listening to the podcast done by Jeremy Todd. And Todd, Jeremy Todd's had some amazing podcast guests on his show lately. And one of his names is Paul Cummings. He's an amazing guest. And here are some things that they, they discussed on their podcast. And I want to share them with you and then get your thoughts because I really love to hear the leadership side on some of these things. Okay? Mm-hmm. So what Paul Cummings started discussing with Jeremy first was everything is a mindset. And if it's negative... If it's a negative thought in your mind, it goes in as a negative thought throughout the day and your actions and everything that you think about. Your thoughts on that? It's totally right on target. In fact, this has been a year um, that I'm trying to grow in that uh, mindset knowledge because I need it, number one, personally, but um, my basketball team needs it. My students need it. Uh, my family needs it. The, and it's totally right on target with this negative mindset. If you If you allow things to get in there, and cloud and distract, um, your body will follow. Right. You know, and um, it'll be tough to do and accomplish the things you want to do in athletics, in life. Um, and there are definitely a number of different ways I think we can all improve our mindset. And that's a journey I am on big time. And so, yeah, this stuff is uh, right on target. I love how you're bringing it up. Um, it's very useful. Mm-hmm. I need to know more about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a, it's one of those big, huge success puzzle pieces that we talk about all the time. Absolutely. So I'm reading this in the book you gave me, and I talked a little bit about this in the previous podcast, was that in your mind, if you tell yourself to do it now, got to do it now, now is the time to do it, and you repeat that phrase to yourself, do it now, it gets imprinted in your subconscious, and then all of a sudden, you're doing it now all the time. And so that's what I've been constantly repeating myself. I'm, I'm going to do it now. I'm not going to wait now is the time to do it. So I've been feeding that in my mind and telling myself that, hey, I can do it. Nothing's going to stop me from doing it. And nothing should stop me from doing it. So the more I keep telling myself that, it's imprinted in my subconscious. And then all of a sudden, I see myself gravitating to doing those things, which is just fascinating. Mm. The next topic is, when he said that, he's like, what are you feeding your mind? So, Mr. John Daly, what are you feeding <laughs> your mind on a daily basis? On a daily basis, I'm sure there's, throughout the day, there's probably not some good stuff going in there. Um, I tend not to watch a ton of TV. Um, I'm, I'm more of a sports guy if there's a game on. Uh, I do need to read more. Uh, I do try and listen to podcasts going into work, um, podcasts at the gym. And again, if I'm not at the gym, um, I'm not listening as much as I should. I find it very difficult um, in the morning or whenever, whenever I'm grading papers, grading schoolwork uh, at school, I need the music on. And usually it's the 80s and usually it's or light jazz. If I try to listen to a podcast then, I get really confused from right. trying to focus in on what, what they're saying. Oh, that's great. Oh, I want to write that down. And hey, wait a minute. Where did I leave off on grading this kid's report or the project or whatever? Um, so it's, again, a routine for me that I have to work at finding those things that are good for me in my mind uh, that I need to just set up and make it a priority. Good, good. It sounds like it's a, it's working for you, developing that routine. It is, and it's not. I'm not there yet. Okay. Uh, I, I, I sputter around with it. There's some days that are awesome when I wake up, Kirby's on my lap, I got my cup of coffee, I'm reading, mm-hmm. you know, instead of turning on Sports Center or you right. know, something on, on TV. Right. And then there's other days where, nope, book's sitting there. I haven't picked it up in a while. Kind of forget where I'm at, you know. Um, so, again, the routine. There's days that it's working great. And, God, and I love it, too. And 
it, it gives me such a positive outlook and a positive reinforcement that I really wonder, why the heck am I not doing it every right. day? It's right. like, holy cow. And it's that mindset again, of do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Like and that. that's, that's what's been feeding my mind. And when I heard what he said about what are you feeding your mind, it reminded me when I went back in my past, and I remember when I was going through all that loss and all that rejection, I was like, you know what? I don't think anyone's ever going to care for me in that type of way anymore. I don't think I can ever find another person to be with me. I don't think I can share my life with anyone. I think I'm going to be alone for a very long time. I kept feeding my mind that garbage. Yeah. And it's because of the emotional pain that I was going through. And then slowly I realized, you know what? I am a good guy. Mm-hmm. I am smart. I am intelligent. I'm, and some days I think I'm good looking, but I know I'm not for sure. <laughs> But I By the tried, way, everybody, he is. <laughs> I, I had to remind myself that I am a good person, that I am worthy of someone else's love. Absolutely. And it took me so long to make myself realize that. And I'm so much better of a person now for doing that. Mm. And I, the most important thing that I learned by going to church, being around my men's group, was that someone does actually love me. Mm. You know, my higher power loves me unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And for me, knowing that has helped me grow exponentially. Because when you go through all that rejection, you don't feel that love. But there's no way that he would have helped me this far without loving me. And I feel that love, and it's just awesome. It's grown. And it's something that I want to consistently share all the time. That's fantastic. And, and just jumping in here, Oprah talking to Maya Angelou. Had a huge part of that, and in part two, and I wrote it down. This is something I wrote down at the gym, so it's hard for me to even read it because I was walking on a treadmill and I had had to lean up against it. Um, but that quote is, "I come as one, but I stand as ten thousand." Ooh, love it, love that from all the people that um, our prior ancestors, uh, both the ones that we met and and loved and were part of their lives, and they're not here anymore, but all the ones before them that we never knew that they're still part of us. But it's also the other people that have contributed to our life. And that, you know, and she did mention how much of a um, turnkey, uh, click over, whatever you want to call it, when she figured out that God loved her, you know, through everything. And you know what? All these other people do too. That is just such, that's where I, in the last podcast we were talking, you know, I'm walking on the treadmill, I'm crying, you yeah. know, and I got tears streaming down my face. I'm looking around to see if anybody's, you know, why, hey, what's this guy's problem? Um, it's just one of those things that I think is just so powerful. When you touched on that, that is just, that is amazing. It's amazing, powerful to let that sink in. I'm putting this link onto her podcast uh, with that interview, both parts of it, both one and two. Just great stuff, man. I heard that same podcast. I was also at the gym when I heard that podcast, too. And what she shared was that when she remembered that news or heard that news, she started crying herself because she's like, someone loves me this much. They really do. That they're... That I can mess up a billion times, but he will always love me. It was just so powerful. And the second part of that quote that you made me think about was that it takes a village to raise somebody. It really does. You know, you hear that a lot in education. It takes a village to raise up a child. Which leads me into my third point of what they were talking about in that podcast. And Paul Cummings was surrounded by music his whole life. Mm. And his grandfather really said something that he's been sticking with in all his, basically his speeches and all the um, conferences that he's been going to that he talks about. Is that everything in life has volume. 
So why choose level seven volume when you can be up at level 10 volume? Everything in life has volume. What do you think about that? I think it's right on now that, you know, it's great thinking about some of these things that I haven't thought of before. Everything in life has volume, and it does. Um, and it's unfortunate that I think we, uh, as individuals, we turn up the volume too high on things that are not good for us. Mm. And, and we don't figure out quickly that, wait a minute, you can turn it back down. Right. And uh, the volume control is there for you. And then uh, the good things... We don't turn up high enough. Um, I think part of it for me is a lot of times you're, I'm spending time on, you know, the volume's too high on the negative stuff, whether it's inside my own head or the critics that are out there or just little instances of, of reminding me, hey, you can't do that, you can't do that. Um, but, boy, everything is in volume. Your love uh, for others, yourself, um, your confidence, um, things that you do at work, at home, you know, your relationships, uh, and it, it, and I, I just got this picture, this image of, of a soundboard, you know, control panel with all these different volume levers up and down. And I could just see that, you know, that's kind of our lives. And there's just so many things where we can control the volume. But then there's the master volume. There's the master control that I think that you can adjust everything with that. Love it. Um, man, that is, that is very powerful stuff. So, uh, yeah, you just, I got... Jeremy, I, I'm so, I gotta get back to your podcast. I've been off him for a couple of weeks. I, it looks like I got a lot to catch up on. This is fantastic. <laughs> and what it reminded me of was when I had to make that decision to leave Lakeshore and then mm -hmm. go and work in a new environment. And when I even got there, I'll be honest with you, I was setting up the office, and I'm like, you know what? I could leave and go back to Lakeshore if I really wanted to. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, you know what? I'm all in. I am all in. Mm -hmm. If I could not, if I didn't make that decision to be all in, I'd be in jeopardy right now. But I am all in. And when I heard that, I go, you know what? I had to be all in to make that decision. So I'm all in. So when you are making a very difficult choice, whatever you choose, be all in. Mm -hmm. Because it's when you start regretting that choice or you're questioning whether or not the choice that you made was right, that's when you're going to start getting some very large internal conflict. Mm -hmm. So for me... Going to max 7, max 10 volume, however volume high your master soundboard goes, go all in on that decision. Mm. So that really made me think about that too. And then which transition to the next point, um, because when he says when you make a decision like that of going all in and being max 10 volume, it's never too late to be the person you want to be mm. or you want to become. Mm. So let me say that again. It is never too late to be the person you want to be. Or want to become. Wow. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's definitely true. And it's definitely something that's ringing in my ears um, recently from the standpoint of uh, just realizing, you know, time's running out. You know, I'll be 52 next month and um, still hopefully got a lot more tomorrows. But I definitely know I have more yesterdays than I do tomorrows. Um, it's amazing to think about there's things that I haven't done yet that maybe 10 years ago I wasn't even thinking about. Mm. But now I am. And so the window of opportunity is not as big as it used to be for doing new things and getting excited about stuff, right? Um, and so definitely the time, do it now. I love that. Do it now. Um, I just got to get going on some things. I've been saying that way too long. So I am going. Podcast is a big thing, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, reaching out and getting connected with other people and reading and, and doing some things. 
I am getting going now, but I do, I need to do more. And I always, that's a thing that's always in my head too. You know, do more, get better, do more, get better. Um, and that journey, it's fun. It's, I'm, I'm looking more of it as fun more than dreading it because it's that, it's that momentum that we've talked about. Right. Man, once you get going, you know, I got the train going, I got the rock going, whatever it is. And it's, man, hey, I'm moving now. And that movement forward is a lot better than staying back there saying, oh, God, I can't do this. Or I wonder if this ah, won't happen. But this ain't going nowhere. Because, it, you know, the stuff you are doing, I think, it affects you. It mm-hmm. puts you in, in mud, quicksand, in everything in your mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. when you're not going after stuff that you are passionate about and all that. That's that's huge. I think one of the things that you talked about in regards to that is loving the podcasts that you're doing. You know, and getting to 100 episodes, a little bit over 100 episodes right now, I think it's a huge monumental task. And you've actually role modeled me for me the momentum to keep that going. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I thought about this, when I heard this quote more than anything was that I wanted to be a better man because of everything I've experienced. I really did. I didn't want to blame people anymore. I didn't want to say, you know what, this person did this to me. It was all me. All me. And for me, personally, I want to become a better man. I do. I, I remember telling my dad that uh, during my last times with him that, you know what, I'm going to be a better guy. I'm going to take care of everything. And every day, I try to make a conscious effort of trying to hit that stride. And it's tough. I'll be honest with you, it's tough, buddy, because, you know, there are different things that control you personally that, you know, whether it be lust or some type of sin in general, it's tough to overcome. But in general, I try to be a better version of myself the day I was yesterday, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's tough, but I try my best. And that's the reason why I surround myself with good people to remind me, hey, listen, I do need to become a better man, which for me... I want everything to happen like now. I don't want to work. I don't want to like put in any time, right? I want things to happen now. And I'm working at this pace that's like speed up, speed up, speed up, speed up, right? And then all of a sudden, Paul Cummins says this. He says, you have to slow down in order to speed up. Mm. Once again, let me say it because it hit me. Every time I was thinking about something, he said something that I'm like, oh my goodness, it hits me hard. And once again, he said, you have to slow down in order to speed up. Your thoughts there? Uh, definitely. Totally makes sense. And there's been times I think I've taken that on, that that mindset of, oh, slow down, you know, circle the wagons or whatever whatever else there is. Um, and Sam says it all the time, man, don't be out there doing 20 different things. Right. You know, focus on the one thing I do now right. and, and do it. Do it now. Put good content out. Yes, put good content out. Fix a relationship, you know. Fix your health, you know, whatever it is. There's probably a priority item that needs all your attention. And and what you said about, man, I don't want to do the work. I want I want it now. I want it yesterday. Absolutely. But then you quickly realize, that's not the way things work. That's not how life operates. Nope. Things of substance that are worth it, um, that are good, usually don't come easy. Right. It takes work, it takes effort, it takes energy and emotion, investment. But yeah, slow down. Oh my God. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, in, in your thinking and you're, and you're creating distractions, um, you know, slow down. Maybe, yeah, you want to do that thing, but the, a relationship needs fixing or something is more of a priority that once you fix that, man, boy, then that thing's going to take off. Um, that is just, when you're talking about being a better man too, I, I started tearing up on that because that, that's been on my mind a lot lately. Um, 
I mean, lately, you know, last five, ten years. Uh, I guess it's the the moment of, of when you start seeing time rushing by. But I look back at all the people that uh, were part of my life that aren't here anymore. Yeah. And I have a very, very strong feeling that they're still in my corner. Yeah. You know, they're, that they're still with me and they're watching me. And I'm hoping sometimes they're laughing. You know, oh, God, here goes John again screwing up, you know. You know, and, and then there's different times of, of different days of different things going on where something pops into my head about that person, and I know it ain't no coincidence. I know there it's, something's going on, um, and I definitely want to become a better man because of them. So that, yeah, it's going way off the rails. When I do meet them uh, after I pass, uh, I want them to welcome me with open arms, pat me on the back. And say, buddy, I'm proud of you. You know, you did good. Even though you stumbled, you fell, you got back up. And uh, it's been on my mind a lot lately. So this better man thing, uh, it's huge. And there's so many different pieces to it. So yeah. thanks for bringing that up, buddy. That's, uh, that's pretty powerful. You gave me choked up, my friend. Ah, sorry about that. No. Um, I said that to my dad. Right before he passed. It was hard. Hmm. And I told him that I I promise you I will be better. I won't concentrate on being negative on myself anymore. I will be better. I will be the son that you raised me up to be. Hmm. And when I get to see him, I hope he says the same thing to me too. And you know what's interesting, what you brought up there that really it really started really tugging at my heartstrings, my friend, is that I know these people that you're going to see again one day, they love you. They constantly love you. And I carry my dad a lot in my heart in regards to a lot of those situations. Here's one thing I'll share with you that I've never shared with anyone, honestly. It's the fact that on the last days of Lakeshore, when we all met up at Coonan's to, you know, <laughs> celebrate me transitioning to the new position... One of our coworkers gave me the most important gift that I've ever gotten in so long. I can't even tell you how important this gift was. And the gift that he gave me, he told me, was the key to heaven. It was unbelievable gift. He gave me a necklace that had a key, and on there, he told me how this key was the entrance to heaven. And what he told me was the background story to that, of how his dad passed that to him, how he used that in his times of difficulty. And then when he entered the teaching field, he carried that around with him. Now, he then, because of all the years I worked with him, gave that key to me. John, I almost lost it at that party. I swear to you, it was one of the most emotional gifts I ever got. I took that key when I got home, and I put it right next to my dad's urn when I got home. And I said to him, I go, no matter where you're at, I already know you're in heaven. But here is your guaranteed key to get into heaven. And I said to myself, I go, you know what? I do love this guy more than anything in this world because I would give my spot up in heaven if I needed to to make sure that he's there waiting for me when I got up there or whatever it may be. And it hit me so hard. It hit me really hard. And this past January 13th came up on three years since the day he passed. And I feel stronger than I ever have before because I look at my life now. My family has grown so close because of all this tragedy that I can't even tell you how important that failure, that loss meant to us. 
because we value every single time that we're together. And it's unbelievable. And instead of like me going to dinner with my dad every day or every week, you know, when he was alive, now it's like my sister, her husband, myself, my mom, whoever's in the area, we all go as a family now. And it made me realize just how important life is with the moments that you have with the people that you love. It was unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Pure gold, man. Pure gold. So my friend, it leads me to the last point of the podcast where he ties everything up together. And he says this one quote, and I texted you this morning because you are this, my friend. He says that you are remarkable, extraordinary, and someone special. You are designed to be a masterpiece. Let me say that again because it is so powerful. You are remarkable, extraordinary, and someone special. You are designed to be this masterpiece. Your thoughts? If I can get through this. Most of the time, that's not how I see myself. That's, uh, and, I, and I hear, I read it this morning, teared up a little bit. You know, thank you. But um, I need to hear it more often. I know. And it shouldn't always have to be someone else telling me. It's, it's got to it's be me telling me that, that, that I am. And um, I got to work on that because it's worthwhile. It's needed. Um, it's true. It's valued. And I think we always, I, I, I'm definitely, you know, I believe in being humble. And, um, but I also appreciate Sam Crowley for, you know, reminding us always, man, when somebody gives you a compliment, thank them. Absolutely. Don't put it off. And I, I've been doing that. Somebody says something, I just say, thank you very much. Like at the end of our game, walking out, you know, we just lost. We were a little bit down. Some lady comes walking by me. The gym is almost empty. She goes, I really like your tie. You know, I was watching during the game and that big basketball on the tie. I go, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And I need to do more of that. So, Jeff, again, I, I texted you back thanking you, but thank you. I, I need that. I really do. Appreciate it. In my position as a school guidance counselor, I deal with a lot of people. And as a guidance counselor, I deal with a lot of people that struggle with the same thing that you struggle, that they don't feel like they're special. You know, and they want to be part of everybody. You know, they want to be not unique. And what's interesting was that your higher power created you to be unique, to love the uniqueness about yourself. Who wants to be ordinary, right? Yeah. Who, who, who wants to be the same as everybody else, right? So if you need me to tell you that every single day, buddy, I will do that, mm. you know? But the fact of the matter is that is the biggest struggle that I had to overcome the last three years. When you lose a marriage, when you lose your dad, when you go through the ups and downs of trying to find intimate relationships, it sucks. Mm -hmm. It absolutely sucks. And I think that for me, I didn't want to start over ever. And every time I had to start over, I said, why am I this piece of crap that I can't figure this out? You know, why am I not worthy of someone else's love to a certain extent? And what I slowly started realizing that, you know what, this is I'm looking at this the wrong way. It's not about them, it's about me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I need to remind myself, this is who I am. This is the person I'm looking for. You know, and this person needs to bring this for me. And that's how I started looking at life. You know, that I can only do what I am programmed to do to a certain extent. Right? That I enjoy the moments that I'm in. And I remind myself, this is who I am. And who I am is very important because it's made me and it's gotten me this far in life. Mm. So I'm not going to go back 
to poor decisions because it makes me feel better to a certain extent. I'm going to continue to grow from this and then be a better person. So it's a tough thing, but it's I don't think anyone ever conquers that. You know, I think it's just you surround yourself with good people to remind you they're a good person. Yeah, I think it's an ongoing, never-ending uh, part of our journey that I think the quicker you get on it, uh, the self-improvement, whatever you want to call it, uh, the more opportunities you'll have in life to where you're going to not only help yourself grow and get better, but uh, you're going to help others along the way. And that, we need more of that and now more than ever in the world that we live in. I tell you, there was, I stopped and got gas this morning and some older guy, he had some type of accent. He got out of his car and he was saying something to somebody and it wasn't pleasant. And I just kind of put my radar up saying, okay, do I jump in and say something or I just shut up and just sit back, see what happens. And so I just... I started whistling. There was a song I was listening to. Mm. I started whistling the song. And I was just like, is he going to get pissed at me for <laughs> whistling? <laughs> you know, he was just really angry. And I was going to tell him, friend, you know, start out, friend, I hope everything's okay. But the world, we don't need this. Right. You know, that's in my mind, that was like, man, enough of this. We get, it's all over the place. This negativity and hatred and anger and um, some form of evilness or whatever you want to call it. So... Uh, that's again, you know, what we're constantly, I need to filter out because the message that I am special, that I am worthy and that I am worthwhile in somebody's life or a whole bunch of people's lives. I need to have more of that. And that's what my focus should be on. Um, this is just a great reminder. This is a podcast. I definitely got to listen to, uh, and get caught up. I got to move it up to the top of my list. So Jeremy, I'm getting to it, buddy. And that's it, my friend. So I just wanted to say that my podcast will be rolling on on February 5th. So sign up for the podcast, sign up, Absolutely. review the podcast. People go out there and visit com. Go ahead and get connected with me in helping me. I'm sorry, letting me help you figure out what you want to do in regards to a career. That's fantastic. And you are on your way. And like I told you, I've told you plenty of times, you're a huge difference maker. And this is going to be exciting. I love this new chapter that's uh, formulating uh, not only for you, but for both of us. Uh, this is going places, buddy. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Love you, brother. Love you too. Hey, hope you enjoyed that, you guys. Uh, Coach John Daly. Woo! I'm emotionally <laughs> drained now. I got to get something to eat, something water or something, and uh, finish up. I'm glad the sun is out, man. This is just an incredible, incredible day uh, with Jeff Lip. So, yeah, find me over on Facebook, you guys, at Coach to Expect Success and on Twitter at Coach to Success. And we will be talking again soon. Looking forward to it. See ya.